All right, welcome to the fifth episode of Controlled Chaos. Nick Ciamara here with these two dancers, Dancing Fools, up, Matt Semenik over here, Brandon Dore over here, super producer. And you know, we're always ready to turn shit up. It's October 22nd. It's another nice Thursday. You know, just doing our thing. About to recap another Ravens win. So, initial another thoughts. Another one. Yeah, just like Khaled. <laughs> Yeah. Initial thoughts on Sunday's game, Matt. Initial thoughts on that win. On that win, baby. Well, let me tell you, it wasn't pretty in the end, but does it matter? Ravens got the dub. 30-28 to 28 was the final score. Thanks to a missed two-point conversion in the end in the final two minutes, the Eagles had an opportunity. The Ravens hit Carson Wentz before he was able to complete the two-point conversion. So they were able to kneel after that. Good job, Ravens. Way to close it off. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I just think they felt too comfortable out there. They were out there, you know. I I don't like the laziness. It felt lazy with the offense, and I didn't like seeing that. The second half was pretty boring. I don't know about you. For a Ravens fan, there wasn't much going on. The run game, we we weren't really using it to our best. The pass game is broken right now. The Ravens actually, I don't know if you all knew this, the Ravens are 31st in passing right now. So really? guess wow. what? Guess the only team they're ahead of right now? The Jets. You're correct, the Jets, which means every Makes other sense. team is above the Ravens in passing. Now, the Ravens are 25th in total offense right now. A little bit better, yeah? A little bit better, but, I mean, with a 5-1 and one record, Still at the bottom of the pack, yeah, for sure. Yeah, five and one. Well, either way, they're winning games as the 25th best offense in the league. Or I should say worst offense in that case. You know what's saving them? It's that running game. They're third in the NFL in rush yards per game. They spread it out. We don't have a lead rusher, but we spread it out throughout Lamar, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Ingram are all sharing the rock. They're running the ball. And when the Ravens run the ball, they're successful. That's why I'm not sure what's going on until you look at the sacks. Well, Lamar's been hit 16 times this year already. Guess how many times he got hit last year? 23. He's only seven sacks below what he got in his whole amount of being sacked last year. He's only seven away from that. And we're on game six. All right? That is not good. And that just shows how crucial, how critical Marshall Yonda was in our offensive line. All right, we got a little bit of a banged-up O-line. Ronnie Stanley has been dealing with a little bit of injury, and it's really starting to show a little bit because Lamar is getting hit. Now, there's other things. Lamar maybe not be running out of the pocket like he used to. His rush attempts have lowered. I'm okay with that. I want Lamar for the future. I don't want him going out there taking hits every game. But the line... Needs to step up a little bit if we're going to get this passing game going. And 31st, I just don't know if that's going to get it done when we play those good teams. We play Pittsburgh soon after the bye. So I hope that they're practicing, they're, the line's blocking. I hope everyone's healing up because we need a healthy team versus this, uh, these next couple weeks coming up. Yeah, absolutely. And a bye week is definitely going to help. You know, even with those kind of ugly stats sitting there next to the Jets, I mean, you can't not love our offense. Sure, um, Lamar should not be taking that many hits. It would be nice if, like last year, we had Mark Ingram as the lead back, and it was clear he was getting like 20-some carries a game. He, he just got hurt. 
last game. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what his injury is uh, because we may be down to two backs for a little while. Hope not. Yeah. Um, or, well, Justice Hill will probably get some touches then in that case because he's true. still on the team. True. Justice Hill. Like, I'm not worried about our backfield at all. I'm just saying it'd be nice to have Mark Ingram like he was last year being the lead back. Someone reliable to count on every game. But, you know, even if he were to go down, as much as that would suck, you know, Dobbins and Gus Edwards, I I have no worries with those guys. Yeah, I think that's they, definitely a field where we can let Ingram rest a couple weeks, if anything. To me, it looked like he just had some cramps when he was hobbling off. Didn't look too serious, but, um, yeah, if he's got a tweak here and there in his legs, give him the rest. We got a couple guys in Dobbins and Gus Edwards. They can do the job. So our rushing attack is, you said third. That That's pretty good. So, you know, we, we can definitely do without him for a couple weeks because we're going to need him late in the season for sure. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, back to the game against the Eagles, right? We we struggled to get first downs. Third down, they just weren't happening for us that game, uh, especially in the second half. And you got to give credit to the Eagles. They played good defensively. Second half, Carson Wentz, he heated up a little bit. But also, not having Brandon Williams in there, he's sick. Not having Derek Wolf really showed that those are two big parts in our defensive line as well. Uh, Miles Sanders broke one. He had well over 100 rushing yards, and he didn't even play the whole game. So that's not good if we're getting ran against against teams with one win. Uh, it shows we need at least one of those guys back because I, I don't know we're going to play tougher teams, and that, that scares me a little bit. But still, like, even without Brandon Williams and Derek Wolf, you know, Calais was back there all day. Judon was getting back there. It was it was a tough day for Carson Wentz. I mean, I yeah. I was hoping he was getting hit every play, but I at the same time kind of felt bad for the guy. The pass rush was there. Yeah, it was. Sure. They woke it was, up. They woke up. And I, but you know what was weird is the uh, the coverage was a little sloppy in my opinion. Uh, Marlin, Especially late. Yeah, Marlin and. Peters, they were getting beat a little bit, to be honest, and that's not like them. I think they got a little spoiled in the first half with all that pressure, and they weren't – I just don't think that was their 100%. I feel like they were kind of holding off a little bit, playing very conservative. They were playing conservative ball. We had the big lead, and then Philly just started kind of clawing back. I never felt like Philly was going to win that game, but – they made it closer than it seemed. It was two points in the end. I felt like the Ravens never really had a chance of losing it, even if they got the two-point conversion. I, the Ravens would have got the ball with two minutes. And it have been cool to see Lamar finally do a two-minute drill. Yeah, I mean, I would have rather seen the Ravens just step on the necks of the Eagles. But, of course. you know, sometimes you got to take what you can get as a fan. Um I feel like as a team, though, I feel like they kind of took their foot off the gas. In the fourth quarter, the Ravens were up 30-14 to 14 with five, six minutes left, yeah. uh, not scoring any points in the fourth quarter. And Yeah, that, that broke the streak. Do you remember what the score was at half? Was it 17-0 still? I believe it was 17-0 at the half. It was 14-0 at the end of the first quarter. So it's kind of like I, I can kind of – relate if you're up 14 nothing by the end of the first quarter you might 
kind of think you have it in the bag. You might be like, oh, okay, let's just keep this pace. And then they start to lose the fundamentals and they forget exactly what they need to do and they blow a coverage here and there. And next thing you know, they're back in it. And, you know, Matt said that he didn't think that they ever had a chance. But honestly, I thought we were going to lose it. If they would have scored that two-point conversion, they would have had all the momentum in the world. And we just looked really stale. So, you know, it's really good our defense stepped up. Um, They were probably a little bit tired towards the end. But, you know, our offense definitely started hot and then kind of just, you know, fell off in that second half. Well, I think, you know, having that lead and, like Matt was saying, never feeling like the Ravens were going to lose that game, I felt like the team felt that way. And I feel like that's a reason why – yeah. You oh, know. coming into the week for sure, I did not think that the the Eagles had any mm-hmm. chance at all. But as the game went on, I thought my prediction was going to be right. It was thirty fourteen. I was like, oh, <laughs> just give them a field goal, and I'm gonna get my prediction spot on. And they scored two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Oh, I was nervous. Can't have that. Can you should you have not? a prize. Like the first person to guess the prediction properly just gets something. You know. Yeah, we'll, think, we'll think of something cool for y'all. If we for were sure. broke as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself there. Psych, I'm broke too. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Marlon Humphrey going five for five on forced fumbles. Another week, yes. another forced fumble. We didn't fumble. get this one this week, but, but nonetheless, still, he still got it still out. Still five for five. It's crazy. It's crazy, honestly. I, I can't believe he did it again. Teams have to be telling receivers to be prepared now. There's no way that a coach uh, for a team that's going to play us, like Pittsburgh, uh, you know Tomlin, he's telling his guys, you better cover up the ball. Because he knocked the ball out from Juju last year, I don't know if you remember, and that won us the game. Yeah. Because they were making a drive. In a tough game. Yeah, a very tough game. And Juju got the ball knocked out by Marlon Humphrey, and that kind of started his name a little bit with, uh, you know, the forced fumbles. So I, I think coaches are going to be more aware on the other teams. I'd like to see if it – I mean, you can be aware, but when you're in the game situation, you can't do much. They say catch the ball first and run. That dude, he, he slips in a, a quick, yeah. strong punch, and that's hard to defend. You know, I'll tell you hard. what. I think eventually the coaches are going to make their players aware of Marlon Humphrey and his ability to, you know, throw one. But at the same time, I think Marlon Humphrey is going to start like an underground fight club with the other defensive backs, and he's going to teach them the ways. And then they're going to be running, and they're going to be like, okay, it's not Marlon Humphrey. I'm good. And then next thing you know, third string guy comes in, perfect punch, and boom. Yeah, well, first the legacy continues. To, to join that fight club is going to be Josh Norman because he he's probably got a little bit of embarrassment after that Derrick Henry stiff arm. Mm. He, he needs oh to learn to defend him and his belongings at this point. He lost his manhood that game. <laughs> that poor guy. It's okay. I thought it was really cool, back to Marlon Humphrey, that Charles Tillman, you remember him, the oh, yeah, uh, Bears. former Bears yeah. corner, he said – Marlon Humphrey is the best he's ever seen at knocking the football out since him. I thought that was pretty cool that he he shouted out Marlon Humphrey and gave him praise like that. I don't know why they don't teach that more. He makes it he just makes it look so easy. I think that's why. But I I would be teaching that rap and then get an arm in there. I'm sure he can't do that against bigger players. 
They'll break the tackle and keep going. Derrick Henry. I, I yeah, Derrick Henry's no, coming up. I can see that, that not going hands. well. But when you have when you're grabbing a receiver and they're around Marlin's size, yeah, go for that ball. Turnovers are big parts of the game, for sure. And back to um, back to the defense. We ended that game with twelve penalties against the Eagles. That's pretty pretty sloppy. Uh, I'd like to think that a handful of those calls were terrible, especially the the forty yard handout that they, you know, on Marcus Peters that they called pass interference late in the game, which set them up in the red zone. That was pretty terrible. Yeah, but I don't like making excuses with penalties. Right, of course. The of Ravens course. put themselves in that position. Twelve penalties is no excuse. All right, you might get a couple of bad calls. You have 12 penalties. It's time to clean up. You know what they're doing in practice right now. They're organizing. They're getting organized. That was messy. That's why the Eagles honestly had a chance. The, the, all those penalties, that's yeah. like three drives down the field. A lot of yards. It had to be over 100 yards after that 40-yarder. That that just cannot oh, sure. happen, especially if the Ravens want any chance of doing anything in the playoffs. They've got to clean it up. The good thing is a bye week is coming up, so they have a lot of time to clean it up because they got some tough games coming up, a lot of test games coming up for the Ravens, and we get to see what they're really about. Yeah, we got some real real competition coming up. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, can't wait. All right, guys, thanks for watching as always, and if you're listening, thank you as well. If you're not following us on social media, what are you doing? I mean, seriously. Got the best skits, goofiest stuff, and also get updates on the show because you got to know what's going on to listen. Also, subscribe wherever you watch or listen so you get the episode immediately as soon as it comes out. No time to wait. And also, last thing, I keep saying also, but <laughs> we have a big debate coming out soon between me and this fool over here. So make sure you watch that and then you go vote. Anything you want to say before we peace out, boys? Um, yeah, so I'll be the moderator, and I will not take it lightly on them. There's a set of rules, super strict. I will not let them get out of line. So, yeah. Come on. I am Super Producer Brandon, signing out. Come on for that ass. All right, see you all next week. Enjoy the bye. <laughs>